Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John. You made it. It's Friday. We made it. We survived that Thursday night football game, <laughs> which lived down to its billing. Uh, man, that was brutal. That was brutal. And uh, I was texting Jason a little bit uh, throughout, you yeah. know, just because I'm. I, he, he was. He says he was. He he told me he was watching it from oh. Les Smith's hut, is what he said. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he was he was absolutely. He he said. Justin Fields' performance was pathetic. Um, the uh, you know he did have that long touchdown, yeah. right? That was very impressive. Yeah. Great catch, great throw. But he also had that interception that went about twelve feet in the air, about you know off the uh, off yeah. the guy's hand. And uh, yeah, they they had uh, I don't know what was it fourteen points twenty. I think it ended up being twenty one points. They're inside the ten yard line that they did not come Didn't up. Count with. the guy with the bobble and catch that was yeah, that short was, of the goal line. That was amazing. That was like wow, like ridiculous. We, we got a call in our hands here. Uh, but yes, uh, the Commanders uh, broke through, and uh, you know the Bears go back to wherever they came from. So yeah. uh, we did survive. We made it through. Glad you're here. Yeah, you made it through the the war there. Dicey. It was, it was close. I, I played the under, and that was uh, that was <laughs> safe. You know, sometimes um, you deserve that. You do. You know, what I'm saying as yeah, a as yeah, a yeah. when you get after it, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, it's always going to be a sweat, right? It's, you're, Absolutely. You're, you're yeah. gonna have to. You're gonna have to stay with it until the end. There are very few occasions where you can sort of sit back, right? Yeah. If you're watching it, and, and and but but it was very obvious after the first quarter that this was not. In fact, it was so obvious that I hit the under. Again, at halftime. Well, it was kind of like the over was so obvious for that college game we saw in UCF last yes, night. Yes, it was. Uh, the UCF covered that number alone. <laughs> I mean, 
70 friggin' 70. points from Space U. Yeah, the uh, the over-under in that game was 46 and a half, and they oh had that God. covered by half. <laughs> right? That was ridiculous. So so when people tell me, you know, oh, the uniform thing is, uh, you know, it's so contrived, and, right. you know, Jeff doesn't – Jeff doesn't want to, uh, you know, go go into it for Memphis. I say, you know, God save the king, Jeff. That's bollocks. I mean, yeah, they Memphis needs an iteration of those uniforms. You can't lose. Yes, I, I don't think the Bears should have been allowed to lose in their uniforms last night. To be quite, oh, a- those were stupid. You the, didn't like those them? Halloween looking ass uniforms. I kind of like the uh, the orange helmets, but yeah, <sighs> that it, was a little much for me. And now I, I got down with you with the uh, space you stuff. Yeah, the the color wave uh, Bears. I don't know about that. And they were rolling, man. UCF was absolutely rolling last yeah. night. So I think uh, I think Memphis needs to to come up with uh, one here. I don't know what it is, right? But there's a well. There's a will. There's a way. Uh, for sure. Memphis basketball had the FedEx uniforms that you know. Oh, those are yeah. They never wore them. Yeah. They got uh, they got banished. You remember those? Um, were they black? They were purple. Oh, I don't remember those. Yeah. So like in 2008, Memphis had a uh, oh, a, a new uniform they rolled out. Right. They, mm-hmm. uh, an image got leaked. It was it was FedEx. It was the FedEx colors. They were going to do like a FedEx night. Oh. Right? Yeah. And it was like uh, purple and orange and white. And yeah, yeah. it was. Well, they so, didn't end up doing it for obvious reasons. A lot of these savvy graphic artists, what they've started doing as a hobby is punking people now because mm-hmm. they'll be like, here's the new color wave Grizzlies City edition. And they, they float it out there and you get all these people because now you can do all the stuff with the computer and they're like, Whoa, those are so cool. I can't yep. wait to go to FedEx Forum and see those. And it's like some, yep. some dude. You gotta be careful out there, basement. man. Yeah. But but at the same time, you know, they could be inspired. They could see those and, and like they might stick. You it's know exactly what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um yeah. so anyway, uh UCF rolled and uh we survived Thursday night football. Got a big show planned for you today. Eleven twenty five Rob Doster is gonna join us from the field of sixty eight. Talk a little Memphis basketball with him. Get his thoughts on the NCAA tournament. People are really upset about this. People are upset about uh the inevitability of it going to 96 or 128, yeah. right? We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I don't I don't think either of us is too sad about it. No. I mean, look. You're going to get into the field now. How exclusive is it when it's 68? It's not that exclusive, you no, know? No, and, and you always have bu- you're always going to have bubble teams, but now the bubble teams aren't Memphis. They're probably – the bubble teams are like uh, Ball State. I think what it would do, right, is it would sort of change how – you you view success on yeah. a year-to-year basis, right? Whereas right now, we, we had this conversation yesterday about Penny Hardaway. It was, uh, okay, if you go to the tournament four out of the next six years, that's a success. Well, yeah. if the tournament is 128 teams, right? Right. You're going to A, you're going to have to go every year. Yeah. You're going to have to go every single year. Right. And you're going to have to actually do something when you get there. Well, and if you're Penny, you love this a lot because you just put a $100,000 clause in your contract if you get yeah. to the Sweet 16, and it's easier to get to Sweet 16 if you get into the field of nine. Well, and again, I think universities and administrations will sort of reconfigure the, the way calibrate they Calibrate con- that. Yeah, yeah, because it's too easy, right? Yeah. If you're You'll a have t- to change that. You have to. Yeah, like you can't put a contract that you get in, you get 50 grand if you get uh, in a uh, tournament. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just too easy at this yeah. point. I mean, you can maybe like get ten grand or something like right. that, but it's just like it's not it's not the uh it's not the feat that it once right. was if indeed we go to ninety ninety six, okay, hundred twenty eight, not even close. So we'll get into all of that with Rob Doster at eleven twenty five. Twelve twenty five, Sean Salisbury's gonna join us. We will talk to him about the NFL. We have a cracker of a match this weekend. Careful. Bills Chiefs. Yeah. I think if I say it like with a British accent, a cracker. 
Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Uh, Bills Chiefs. <laughs> Bills are favored by two and a half in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is a home underdog for the very first time in his career. What's the point uh, spread? Two and a half. Yeah, it went got. down, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it came down. Yeah. came down. A little money coming in on Kansas City. Okay, okay. Um, this is a very sharp game, but it will make an appearance in Patty's picks. Okay. I got a pick. I have made a choice. Oh. So we will get into that uh, as well. But Sean will join us at uh, at 12.25. Patty's picks at 1 o'clock. It is a marathon. Uh, and, yes. And, and we are uh, we are losing ground here. But you know what? We're still plugging. What, you dare tell what the record is? Can we? Do we want to we publicly went, we, even say we what it one is? We four. I think we're nine and sixteen on the year. I mean, it's still within reach. I mean, yeah, you don't I, want I, I, I gotta have. I gotta have two good weeks here. I gotta have yeah. two good weeks here. And if I have two good weeks, it's gonna give me a little bit of motivation for you know the rest of the season, right? Yeah. The NFL is very difficult though, and I'm not gonna make excuses. Last week, I had Vikings and I had Bucks. Okay, Bucks were up twenty-one to nothing. Yeah. They end up somehow fumbling that cover, and then. Uh, the Vikings were up twenty-one to three. Yeah, I mean, what can I do? I have I have a twenty-one point lead and I have an eighteen point lead. Right? What can I do, do in do? those situations? Surely the Bucks are in there someplace, right? The Bucks have not made an appearance. No, I, I, I Tom Brady is a quagmire for me. I can never figure him out, and uh, I am going to attempt to stop doing that. Okay. So uh, they made an appearance last week. They burned me this nah. week. They are off. So uh, we'll do Patty's picks at one o'clock, and then Anthony Sane will join us at one twenty-five. The Memphis Grizzlies kick off their season next week, right? It's Wednesday night. Wednesday night. 6 o'clock pregame tip, 6.30. It's an early tip. The New York Knickerbockers. You got it. Uh, here inside FedEx Forum. So we will get into all of that. Feeling with, better about the Grizzlies now. Yeah, they got a uh, you know they, a little st- you know st- stability here. So it's one of those things, right, where yeah. uh, they win, they lose. You know, we'll go up and down. So uh, <laughs> Anthony Sane will join us at 125. But, yeah, you hear the music. What are we excited about this weekend? What are we excited about in the short term? I want to start. I want to start with something that that's not happening this week. Well, I guess it kind of is happening this weekend, yeah. but it's more of a bigger picture thing that I'm excited about, and I'm excited about it in a very perverse way. Okay, it's not excited. I'm excited. Up. I just can't wait to see this. It's going to bring me such joy, <laughs> right? But I'm excited to watch the new the Los Angeles Lakers. Implode! Oh, this is the whole with the Russell Westbrook stuff. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, who tweeted this this morning on ESPN tonight, yep. uh, you're going to be able to see this. The Lakers are planning to bring Russell Westbrook off the bench. Wow! In the last preseason game, according, what do you think? According to Woj, Darvin Ham and Westbrook have been exploring the possibility of him quarterbacking yep. the second unit, and they're going to try it tonight. This is a disaster. <sighs> You think and this I can't is the, the wait first, to watch it. It's the first step towards disaster. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a clip uh, earlier this week yep. where Patrick Beverly was trying to get the guys in the huddle. Yeah. And he's bringing everybody in, right? Yep. And Russell Westbrook just looked at him and dapped him and stayed away from him. Like Listen, he wanted no part of it. I, I am surprised. First of all, you're right. You're 100% right on this whole Russell Westbrook stuff. Like, it's going to implode in the middle of the Absolutely. team, and they need that culture to figure itself and, out and, to get and, through the season. And you can't get off of him. No. His contract is untouchable, right? What's he, 44 mil? Yeah, the guy's ridiculous. Nobody is going to take him off of your hands. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, Woj kind of frames it as he's been working with the coach on the uh, on the roll, right? right. Talk- That's bogus. But I was thinking about also, like, this is how it can look. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is how it can look when a star is aging out. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Russell. No, it can. Russell Westbrook was, uh, he averaged a triple double. Yep. He was, you know, an MVP candidate. Yep. I think he did win MVP that year, right? Yes. Um, and a few short years later, this guy is, nobody wants him. Yep. He, he makes so much money. And they're talking about bringing him off the bench. And, you know, credit to him if he's up for it. Um, Woj followed up and said there's a hope that Westbrook can play freer and faster with ball in his hands on second unit and have to worry less about fitting away from ball around the starting group. It is certainly an idea they'll continue to discuss with start of regular season next week. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is, this is not going to go well. This is going to be an absolute unmitigated disaster, and I am excited to watch it unfold. I think I'm excited, too, and I'm not like – I know there are a lot of LeBron haters out there. I'm somewhere in the middle on LeBron. Like, I don't hate LeBron. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Lakers fan. I think there are a lot of poser Laker fans. We see them at the FedEx Forum when the Lakers come to town, man. They're out and they're yellow until they suck, and That's then right. they have to bring them to, you know, out of the witness protection program. But here's the thing. Like, when you're Westbrook and you sign up for a $44 million contract and then you suck, like, it's one of the things that these franchises need to consider, and LeBron, the GM, needs to consider when he's bringing in his buddies and paying them that kind of money because you saddle it, and you have no flexibility to, to if you're not if you don't live up to Oklahoma City Thunder standard Russell Westbrook. And, and, and yeah, and he you know he played for the Washington Wizards, he played for the Houston Rockets, guys bounced around, and he has just not ever found that again. So shouldn't we have seen this before they he came to Los Angeles? Well, I mean, they're just trying to make a move, right? They're trying to like add some guys to this roster, and he was one that was available, and you can talk yeah. yourself into it. That's a lot of it, you know? Yeah. Like it's talking yourself into this thing working out, and uh and it hasn't, and it's not going to, and they're gonna continue to try to figure out. Uh, like that's kind of what they did with Chandler Parsons with the Grizzlies. You know, you're just trying shot. to like put it, put him, you know, wherever he fits. You know, that doesn't. You know, I think what we learned with Parsons and now Westbrook is that just doesn't work. Whether it's injury or just not, you you have to be able to unless you're a pure shooter. Yeah, you know, if you're a pure pure shooter, like that's why I think that Danny Green is intriguing to me because even though I know he can't play like he used to, like. Maybe he can still shoot. Well, he can't play at all. No, but until he can, when he starts playing, right. we'll you know, see. We'll, well see. Gonna, he's going to be a chip at some point. Yeah, and it, it, he it, plays would be, or not. it would be before he would pl- be able to play That's for the Grizzlies because that trade deadline is bearing down. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I'm, watch, I'm excited to watch it unfold. Excited. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, oh. this weekend, two thirty. We carrying that? We are carrying it live. Carrying it excited. live right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. Pre-game at twelve. You know how Tennessee is, man. They do like a twenty hour pregame. They'll start like in the middle of the night. We'll have that too. Yeah, I'm excited about it, but I'm only excited about it if Bryce Young plays. Um, because okay. it, and and Nick Saban talked about this. Yesterday on his radio show, he said, Bryce has practiced some this week. I think it comes down to how does he feel, and we feel that he can throw the ball effectively enough. He's not going to hurt himself by doing it. I just don't know how much it will hurt him if he does it. He's done it on a limited basis, so that's the question. Nobody is going to know that until Saturday comes. He won't know it. I won't know it. Nobody will know it. And I know he wants to play, and he thinks he can play, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was the injury report from Nick Saban there uh, on Bryce Young. He won't know it. I won't know it. Nobody will know it. Um, if Bryce Young does not play, Tennessee will win because wow, the Milgore, the 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 backup is yeah. is not, um, he's not ready. We saw it, right? He had two, three turnovers against Texas A and M, and you're going into Tennessee. They're going to be absolutely lit. You know, yeah. that's a hell of an environment. He ain't coming out of there with a win. Bryce Young plays. 
I think I think Alabama does win. I think Alabama can cover the number of seven. It's been hovering around seven, seven and yeah. a half, right? Um, I like seven better than seven and a half because that, of course, gives you the possibility of a push if mm-hmm. there is a backdoor situation. I do think twice will be scored, uh, so I have no problem if you want to take the uh, the over here. What's that number? Uh, I think it's like ninety-seven and a half. <laughs> it might as well be right. Whatever the number is set, I bet it's in the sixties. Probably sixty-five, right? It's got to be something 70? like that. Yeah. You think they put a number at seventy for something like that? I don't know. I'm if sorry. They... I should have. I've looked this up here. No, I mean, I can pull it up, man. I'm pretty fast you here. You are a fast internet Twitterer. Let's see, Tennessee, Alabama. The number is sixty-six. Yeah, we were close. Yeah, I mean, it feels like 38, 31 type, right? Yeah. 41, 31, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Alabama in the game if Bryce Young plays. If he doesn't, I think it's a Tennessee win. So my excitement level is very much tied to whether Alabama has its dudes. Yeah. If they don't have their dudes, I'm less excited about it. And honestly, like, if you're Tennessee, you don't want Bryce Young to play, right? Right. You want to get the, the, the backup quarterback. You want to actually have a chance to win the game. Sure. I would never apologize for that if I'm a Tennessee fan, right? I want the easiest path to beating yes. Nick Saban, you know, because it's yes. never happened. No, and you've had banged up years where you didn't miss in the quarterback. That's part of it. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited, but I need Bryce Young to play. Okay. Um, excited. I've, one matchup that I really uh, don't feel like uh, can do anything other than meet the moment is Bills Chiefs. This is a yep. rematch from the divisional uh, playoff game, the cl- the absolute classic from a, a, a year ago. Um, Josh Allen has been lighting up the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has been doing the same. You know, these are two of the best. I mean, if you were starting a franchise, it's it's 1A, 1B. No doubt. I mean, we can have arguments about which one, but these are the two guys right now in the NFL. Um, and the, only, the only thing that's that's odd about it is that it's a 325 game. You know, it's not a, it's not a Sunday night game. Yeah, it's not, not a, a Monday feature. night game. It just feels very yeah. weird. But you know, so it yeah. goes. That's the NFL schedule, right? They can't, yeah. they can't please everybody. I they, like that last night, but, but I, but so I, I, I honestly do think, like, okay, this is one where it's pretty obvious. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. It didn't take a genius to look out in, in June and say, okay, right. Bills Chiefs, Week Six. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, say la vie, bro. Say la vie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about I this. Excited. You know, it's very rare in the NFL regular season that you get elite quarterback matchups, mm-hmm. right? Like, you'll get good teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Cowboys-Eagles is a good game, right? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's not It's not Dak versus Jalen Hurts, but it's two good teams. Yes. But there's always, there's always something, right? There's always something that prevents the best quarterbacks from matching up. In this case, we have two of the best, right? Two, uh, the two leading MVP no front doubt. runners. No yeah. Um, and I think the game is going to, to match that. Uh, I like the Bills. I do, too. I like the Bills in this one, and I'm going to explain why a little bit later at 1 o'clock. That's a little bit of a teaser. I am going to be playing Bills minus 2.5, especially with that key number. Yeah. That key number. Um, but I think it's going to be an amazing game, an epic game. And so my excitometer is it's broken, quite I'm honestly. Excited. And then Memphis football this weekend against East Carolina. I am not excited. I am anxious. Oh, wow. I am Excited is not the word. Anxious is the word. For this matchup over the weekend, uh, that number has climbed up. I think it opened it four. It's up to four and a half. I want to say um, four and a half for East Carolina. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. Memphis is a four and four and a half point underdog Ooh. here. Um, this is a crucial game. This is a crucial two week stretch for yeah. Ryan Silverfield here. So so this is not like. You know, excited is a free swing, right? Excited <laughs> yes. is like, all right, we got a, we got a shot at yeah. uh, at Texas or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. This is one where, you know, 
Ryan Silverfield has to find a way to emerge out of these next two with one. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, just to have some confidence in the program and the trajectory of the program. Um, East Carolina beat Memphis here last year, so you have the revenge thing going mm. for you. Their quarterback is, is uh, you know, one of the better ones in the league. It's going to be a hell of a challenge, and that is a very difficult place to play. So I'm staying away from the spread because I just don't ever know what I'm getting from Memphis, okay? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to get – like like their first half against Houston last Friday, a week yeah. ago, yes. was the best half I think Ryan Silverfield, a Ryan Silverfield coach team has put together. And don't remind me. And the second half Oof. was the worst. That's right. The That's second, exactly right. I mean, so I just don't know. The, the, this da- this damn team is so volatile that, that they could win the game. They could lose by three touchdowns. You know, I truly don't know. So I'm staying away from the spread. I will be watching closely, though, because these are pivotal, critical weeks for the Ryan Silverfield. If, if, if you emerge from them, right, if you pull the upset at East Carolina, and Memphis has talent, if you find a way to win at Tulane, again, you'll be underdogs in both. That would that would truly, I think, paint a very different picture for Ryan Silverfield, right? And I think people would have a lot more confidence coming in to a huge game against UCF. But see, that's the problem: is you got East Carolina, you got Tulane, and then you do come back home, but it's against UCF, which just put up seventy points, okay, against a, a solid Temple defense. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing: seventy, and you scored twenty-four. You scored 24 I'm against looking them. looking at that one. Yeah, so that's going to be a very difficult uh, matchup. It's a very tough three game. And if you want to throw Tulsa in there, too. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, excited, no. Anxious, very much so. Very much so. It's a it's a big month for Ryan Silverfield. We'll come back. Uh, Rob Dosh is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about college basketball, the NCAA tournament, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Michael Deacons helping you beat the books for BetQL. Two NFC West teams looking to keep pace in the division face off on Sunday in Seattle. While neither team have played consistent football this season, Arizona has won both of their road contests and are laying two and a half points in Sunday's matchup in Seattle. The Cardinals have gone six and one against the spread in their last seven in Seattle, and the BetQL model is expecting the same outcome as their five-star play in this game is to take Arizona to cover against the Seahawks. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Rob Doster runs the field of 68. He's on Twitter at Rob Doster. And I guess the biggest problem is that you're probably going to have to change the name of your company, huh? Oh, man. Don't get me started on that. Please don't get me started on that. I I was told that I'm not allowed to curse on this show, uh, so don't get me started on that. Yeah, I mean, you're both your companies, by the way. The NCAA, know, right? they're just throwing complete field of 12, field of 68. I mean, I mean, come on here. Look, I, I, I understand why uh, why there is the incentive to be able to expand the NCAA tournament, right? I understand what the administrators want. I understand what coaches want. It's more money coming in, the more games that you have, the more content that you have, uh, the more ad space that networks like CBS and TNT and TBS can uh, can be able to sell, which means it's a higher number uh, that, that the NCAA can get out of these deals. And if anything, we've learned that the NCAA tournament is what funds like 80% of the NCAA's operating budget throughout the year, that, that one contract right there. So I get it. They want more money coming in. These power conference schools want more win shares available of that money coming in, so they want to get more teams in the tournament, whether it's you know the 11th place team, the ACC getting in or whatever. All of these schools want it. Coaches want to be able to say, hey, look, we were the 95th best team in America, and we got a bid to the NCAA tournament that is 96 teams deep. Right, so they can uh, get those contract extensions, so they can hit some of the bonuses that they have in their contracts. They want to be able to make more money. It's all about money, and I get it, man. I like money, um, but just be honest about it. Don't say, "Yeah, we need this because it's going to be a better product." It's not. It, the, the NCAA tournament was perfect with sixty-four teams, right? The brackets fit on one single piece of eight by eleven and a half uh, white paper printer paper, right? You could just you could put it there. You could print it out. You have it on your desk. You could highlight what you want to win. You could cross out what you lost. Um, it, it, it doesn't need more bad teams in it, and it's just so frustrating to me that we're going to sit here and pretend like we need to overhaul the single best thing in all of sports by by, by just not pretending that it's all about money. That's all it is. It's all about money. If you're going to be honest about it, just be honest about it. So yeah. It, it frustrates me, man. It's it, it's knowing that they're going to try to everyone tries to change great things to try to make more profit off of it, and and it's it's frustrating because we see it with uh, you know UCLA leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. Right. We see it with things like the rivalry games between Kansas and Missouri dying, and rivalry games between Syracuse and Georgetown dying, and all of the things that make college sports so great. We're trying to get rid of them so that these these school presidents, they don't know a thing about sports, can try to improve the bottom line of their universities and get their endowment to go from $100 million to $120 million or whatever it ends up being, right? And, I, I look, I get it. I like money. It's just it's frustrating to see all the things that make the sports that we love 
great and unique and special uh, taken away because they're trying to make it the NFL 2.0 or college or the NBA 2.0. Or they're trying to make even more of an emphasis on just the month of March for college basketball. When the truth is, they should be trying to find ways to make October, November, or December that much better for the sport if they really cared about the sport and not just about the bottom line. Well, that's true, and it will diminish the regular season even further, right? A regular season that nobody doesn't, like nobody really cares about anyway. If you're going to sit here and tell me that 96 teams or 128 teams are going to get in, that's, I mean, that's a third of the damn sport, right? So it's like people are just not going to. Uh, that that is not a good thing for your regular season. I guess I guess I I differ a little bit in that. Like I feel like there are a lot of bad teams with sixty eight. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like we're I don't feel like we're shielded from bad basketball teams when the field is already as big as it is now. So if we you know I just feel like if you if you bring in twenty or thirty more, it's gonna be kind of the same as you know we got the first four. You know, we got a bunch of 10, 11, 12s that are just okay. Will there be that much of a difference, you know, with 96? I don't know. It's more basketball. I like basketball, so I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I'm not outraged by it. I get what you're saying, but I just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like 68 is this great exclusive number either. Yeah, no, I look, trust me, I understand that. And it, once you go past 64, then you're past 64, and it, it, there's no argument to be made beyond that. Like, oh, it doesn't fit on. It already doesn't fit on one page, so whatever. But it just, it's, it's annoying that we have this thing that is so perfect and so beautifully set up, and takes over for the entire month of March, and it gives us three full weeks to be able to get it done. And, and here's the other thing about it that that, that really kind of gets me annoyed is that we already have the way that it's built. Every single team has an opportunity to get in. Right, every single team already has an opportunity to win the national championship because every single league plays their conference tournament to be able to get an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Right, we already have it basically set up so that we have a 363 team tournament that that feeds into um, a national championship. You don't need to add more places for some of these other programs that aren't very good to be able to get in. Now, look, if you're going to tell me we're not going to 96 teams. We're going to make it be 80 teams. We're going to create 12 more spots in the tournament. Those 12 spots, the first priority is going to be to miniature teams that win their regular season title so that you get two teams out of the – like let's say um, someone wins the Sun Belt regular season title by five games, but they lose in the Sun Belt championship game. All of a sudden now you have two teams from that conference being able to get in. Right? Then you have more opportunities for storylines. Then you have more opportunities for teams like St. Peter's being able to make a run. Um, then you're able to actually reward teams that pull something off in the regular season instead of saying this 14-17 and 17 Clemson team is going to get in uh, because we want to be able to find a way to make sure that Brad Brownell gets an extra year on his contract. That's the thing that frustrates me. This is about mediocre power conference teams being able to say that they accomplished something, being able to not have to actually do anything, anything impressive to be able to get into the tournament. The bubble is going to be a joke, right? If you yep. win 15 games in a power conference and we go to 96 teams, you're going to be dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what these administrators want at the end of the day. They oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. From a power conference to get in. 100%. So if you're going to do that, then, like, I don't know if you saw people talking about how they're trying to add games in August, right? Well, if you really want to create a tournament where every single team has an opportunity to get in, just create a, like a, an 80-team power conference tournament in August. Instead of going on all these foreign trips, just say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to create everybody can get in, right? And it'll be based off of 
projections for the net or projections for Kempom or whatever you accomplished last season. Everyone's going to get a bid, and we're going to play every high high major team is going to get in here, and they're all going to scrimmage or they're going to play all these games through August, and we're just going to create another tournament. You can call it the college basketball tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. You want to create content in the summer? Do it then. Don't ruin this product that we already have by diluting it more than it already is. It's just it's frustrating. Yeah, the uh, the other piece of this, right? We were talking about it before you came on. Is that if you if you do expand the tournament, like you're going to have to move it forward. If you're, you know, there there are some sort of unintended consequences for coaches too. They probably they probably haven't thought about them. But how can I give you a bonus for making the NCAA tournament when like you literally like roll out of bed if you're you know North Carolina or whoever and you're in, right? Like those bonuses are going to come way down or even be eliminated in some cases, aren't they? I mean, I, I, I don't think I could do it. Getting the NCAA tournament is not going to be the same feat that it once was if you go to 96 or 128. Certainly 128. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. There's, there's no more accomplishment there. And if we're being totally honest, like I, I think one of the biggest things that if you really want to make the sport work at a better rate than it is right now, like you can cut off about 40%. Of Division One, and just say, "Hey, you know what? You guys, you got to go to a different level." Like, <laughs> right, not, right. Like the, the, that's that's one of the biggest issues that we're running into is that like you don't need three hundred and sixty three Division One teams. Like what 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 are we doing that the, that that we have three hundred and sixty three different programs that are all playing at the same level and competing for the same championship? Right. You probably don't need that. So. Um, if you really want to find a way to be able to let some of these power conference programs get a bigger share of the pie, which like. Frankly, they probably deserve because they are the ones bringing in all of these eyeballs. I think that that's something to take a look at. But I will tell you this: um, if you go back and look at the highest-rated basketball games, not just college basketball games, the highest-rated basketball games from 2022, two of the top three were St. Peter's playing in the second weekend of the tournament. Two of the top three. That's what draws people in when it comes to the big dance, right? Like, yes, all of us college basketball fans, we want to see. Things like Duke playing North Carolina in the Final Four. We want to see Kansas and Kentucky get there. We want to see these blue blood programs. And we want to see the names that we know and the future basketball stars and all of these great coaches. Like, we want them there at the end of the day, right? But with all of the people that aren't really paying attention to college basketball all year long, the people that like, uh, that are watching football, the people that are baseball fans, the people that are, you know, watching, uh, watching Real Housewives of, of LA or whatever it is. Right, they're tuning in to watch St. Peter's make the run because they're like, oh wow, the Peacocks, the 15 seed, they're they're playing to get them fun. Like that's what draws in the the, the random the random people. So I just eliminating them from the conversation or minimizing what what kind of influence they have or their access to the tournament is only going to be bad in the long run. We're talking to Rob Doster, founder of Field of 128, here on the Jason and John Show. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to. You have an LLC, right? You're gonna have to like. How does that process work? You're gonna have to like refile for that or what? I I I don't even want to think. You better do it now, buddy. I mean, you better. I got to start squatting. I got to go get the feel the eighty Twitter account. Hundred percent. Ninety six Twitter account. Hundred percent. You know what I'm gonna do? Hey, you know what? Wonder how stubborn I am, John. I'm not changing. They can they can go however many things they want. I'm calling it what it is because this is the way that it's supposed to be. I like it, man. I like it. Uh. I wrote, I said here on the show that uh, although Penny Hardaway got an extension that is going to take him through 2028, he is effectively working under a lifetime contract. Uh, do you have any disagreement with that statement? I mean, why, 
they're they're never going to fire him, right? Like, what are they going to do to get rid of him? Why would you do that? Why would you Why would you burn like that bridge? There was a time. There was a time where, with the investigation hanging over, not knowing what was going to happen there, there was a time where you wondered, right? Like, would they do it if they had to? But now I feel like that he's made it out of that. Like, like he is going to be the coach at Memphis for, like, quite literally as long as he desires to be. Yeah, I mean, that, and honestly, that's the way that it should be. You're Penny Hardaway, right? It's Penny. You can't, you can't just get rid of him. You can't fire him. Why would you want to fire him? Right. It would have you to get. Burn, it would have to get so bad. With, like the entire fan base, you know. Like, and, and look, I'll tell you this. I think, I think there's a parallel here with. Patrick Ewing at mm-hmm. Georgetown, yep. where you have like the the greatest son of the program, um, and it, it goes even deeper with Penny because he's from Memphis, and, and and Patrick isn't from Georgetown, but um, he just went six and twenty five and did not win a single game in the East, and there was no like no one was like yeah we got to get this guy up out of here, right? I mean, there were some fans that were fired up about him, like yo this dude's not getting it, not getting it done, like he's got to start winning some games. There was never any real talk to say yo we got to fire Patrick Ewing. It's, it's just it, it's Patrick Ewing, right? It's Penny Hardaway. We're like what are we, what are we doing here? But so, but, but would you, you say know, would you say uh, just real quick as an aside, would you say Hardaway is doing a better job than Pat? <laughs> I mean, he won at least one AAC game last year, so I think you have to give him exactly, that exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, no, it, it look, is true. I, no, if no, Georgetown won't fire him, you know, g- good grief, right? Yeah, and, and look, we've we've talked about this before. I I, I think that he's doing a really good job. Um, I think that he was dealt a pretty tough hand in the James Wiseman year, where there was a level of expectation for that program coming in that wasn't fair, and then obviously James left the team and. and uh, and they had some injuries uh, throughout that season that kind of hurt them. Then the year after that, I believe it was the COVID season, right? And then yep. the next year, when everyone thought they were going to be really good, they got off to a rough start. They they had a couple of really close, tough losses to uh, to Houston that cost them the opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament when they were probably a top, what, like 25, 30 team in America when it was all said and done. Yep. They just didn't have the resume. Um, then they make it last year. Once he got everything figured out without Amani there, um, and and they ended up being a really good team that, that gave Gonzaga a hell of a fight in the second round. And this year, I think we're looking at a situation where, like, I don't know if I'm ready to call them preseason top 25, but if you are going to call them preseason top 25, I'm not going to be the guy that sits here and tells you that you're wrong. Wow. Uh, I think that they, they should be a tournament team again this year. Like, they, they should be dancing. So, I mean, I think he's doing, I think he's doing a, a, a really good job there. And, um you know, you got to. I think Memphis fans probably want to see him start winning at a little bit of a higher level. Right. But I think when you consider everything that has gone on over the course of the last four to five years, not just like with the Memphis program, but with just the, the world in general, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that you should be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty okay with where he is. If not, maybe satisfied is the wrong word. Cause, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're, you're Memphis, right? You have an expectation that's a little bit higher than like eight C get to the second round. But I don't think that we should, like you shouldn't be trying to run them up out of there yet. Yeah, like um, and I think that, I think an extension is completely warranted as well. Yeah, no, I think everybody is really uh, feeling good about things. Um, like you just sort of think about okay, the Penny Hardaway era, right? What 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 could it have been, and what did as opposed to what it actually has been? I think the only thing you would maybe make the case for is 
Like, they probably should have made one more tournament. They probably should have made the tournament two years ago, right, when they won the NIT. But other than mm-hmm. that, like, it's hard to ask for, you know, a whole lot. I mean, they were leading Gonzaga by 10 points at the half in the in the second-round game there. You know, like, I, I don't feel like Penny has left all that much. We can quibble, and I think rightfully so with the way his teams get off the starts, his rotations, things like that, if you just want to sort of, you know, get into the micro level. But at the macro level – I mean, we're talking about one tournament that he maybe should have made as opposed to, you know, uh, he's, he's made one, he's missed one. So I, I do. I feel like in terms of the era, it's gone pretty much uh, as good as you could hope for. Now, I did want to get your thoughts on the ruling. Um, basically, Penny Hardaway's name was cleared. Uh, the IRP ruled that James Wiseman did not receive an impermissible benefit uh, and that he, you know, should have been able to play. What did you make of that? What did it mean for Memphis? What did it mean for college basketball? Uh, I, well, I think more than anything, it, uh, it meant that the law firm that the University of Memphis hired earned every single dollar of every single billable hour that they charged the school. Uh, I, I think that it was, you know, all kidding aside, I think that the the argument that they put together was a pretty sound one, mm-hmm. right? That That this is not a situation where, uh, Penny Hardaway was necessarily just doing this because this kid is a potential huge college basketball player, college basketball recruit, could help him down the road. He's someone that has been helping out his community. And it's not just the, the, the city he lives in. Like, his community for a long, long time in, in ways that go far beyond uh, you know, the money that it takes to relocate one player from one city to another. Right? Um, I think that it is the right Maybe you could have slapped them with a little bit more. Maybe you could have made the argument that like Penny should have gotten like a, a fine or more pro- whatever it is. But I do think that not hammering a program four years after the fact is the way that the NCAA should start doing this, right? Charge the schools, fine people, fine coaches, um, suspend coaches, but let the players play. Like, like, I, I hope that they do this with Kansas as well, and I wish that they had this level of. Uh, of of um, caring to be able to allow Oklahoma State to do this when they suspend they ban them from the NCAA term, but don't punish the kids, man. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's nobody on any of these rosters that had anything to do with what happened with Memphis and Penny Hardaway and James Wiseman. There's nobody on that Kansas roster that had anything to do with the stuff that happened with the FBI investigation that's coming down the road. Right, all that stuff is so long ago. It's like five years ago, man. We don't even think about that anymore. And the idea that you could be punishing and potentially banning a team from the NCAA tournament and punishing the kids that are on the roster that were like high school sophomores when all this stuff happened. There are kids that weren't even in, there are kids on the, the Kansas team right now that weren't even in high school when all of this went down. And now you're going to punish a program. It's, it's the fact that it takes this long to do anything with the NCAA is an absolute joke. Um, it's, it's one of the more embarrassing things about the, uh, the enforcement process. And I just want to know, like, when was the last time we heard anything from Mark Ember? Right, you got yeah. the guy that's supposed to be the president of the NCAA, and so much stuff is changing in college athletics right now, from the enforcement process to NIL to the way that we are uh, having conferences realigned. Like it feels like, it feels like the NCAA is going through this seismic shift, and nobody's in charge. Like, what is yeah. going on here? Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it is. You know what it's kind of like. It's like allowing John Martin to do a radio show by himself without Jason Smith. There. That's that's exactly right, and and the results are as you'd expect. You know, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, right? When you when you let something happen, and then you're you know you're surprised by the results. You know what I'm saying? 
So yep. we've made it though. The building is still standing. This is we made it yeah, to we're still we, here. We made it to Friday. I don't know if the NCAA's building. It feels like their building is is crumbling. But it, at least we'll as it, it relates <laughs> to this one, we're still standing. Hey Rob, appreciate the time as always, homie. Talk soon. Always a pleasure, man. Yep, is Rob Doster, field of '96. Field of and that, and that is kind of like a pain in the ass, right? Because he, you know, Rob's story is pretty great. He was at NBC Sports for a long time, and during COVID, they made cuts, and he was one of the cuts, right? Instead of you know complaining about it, whining about it, he did something about it. He created his own company, his own media company, which is doing really well. Called it Field of '68, right? Has a spinoff of College Football Field of '12. Both are expanding. Like so, now he's got to change his name of the company. Yeah, I'd probably stick with the original, but I'm weird. And and as we've chronicled on this show, yeah. I, I would just stay with what I got. Well, especially because it's never been the field of twelve anyway, right? Like yeah. uh, it's been the field. I guess. I guess they, are they going to twelve or sixteen on the playoff? Is it sixteen? I think they've heard twelve to start. But I will say, you could even call it the field. You could shorten it and then trade brand around, uh, just owning the the the, the signature mark for. The, the field of and yeah. then apply for that and then just call it the field or whatever because it, it inevitably and this is like any business it's going to evolve even more you know and uh it I, is 12 okay yeah, yeah. Well, so, so he's good he's good there he's good yeah. there because that could change from 12 to 16 and yeah, it will and i think football it will. that's a very likely well thing. because again i think what they will find is that oh my god people still watch even though it's only even though it's 96 even though yeah. it's, of course they do it's more it's more you're in, yeah. you're including more mm-hmm. right so it's more markets that would be watching Yes. And otherwise. It's just more content. As we've chronicled with what we do in our business, you, you sell more things sometimes. You don't necessarily that's right. you know you, that's, that's, you, that's a good point. You try to improve the brand and then you add more things to sell. That's a, that's that's the way it goes. It's it's you know, that's the cycle. They just so. want more games. Let's be honest. I mean more, if you can add more inventory, yeah. more ad space, more yeah. you know, revenue, all of that, man. I mean that's 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 the it's very simple economics. Absolutely. And as a consumer of sports, like that's all I watch. I don't watch shows. Like I have things I want to watch. Like you know, it'd be great is if this weekend I'd like to watch the Hellraiser remake. Am I going to get a chance to do it? I don't know, but I'll watch Alabama Tennessee. Yeah, and you'll watch four hours of it probably because they're yeah. going to throw the ball. It's it is amazing. Like my my attention span, and maybe sports is is the uh, is is the culprit here. Yeah. Um, there are other things, but my attention span for anything that's non-live is very, very limited. I don't think that you're alone in that, and I think that's one of the reasons why store. I was reading a story this morning why sports marketing is one of the few um, intricate formats that's really risen, and I think it's because the time spent with it. It's not, sometimes it's not necessarily the number of people. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you have um, in Memphis, maybe you've got 250,000 people that are, are sports fans. Well, But of those 250, they're spending more time with whatever they're consuming as opposed to a normal consumer who doesn't consume sports. Right, you know? right. As, I mean, gaming, you know, there's some other venues, too, that are expanding, like eSports, right? Yep. My kid is into video games. Yep. So that's an expanding area. Yeah, so anyway, good stuff. Appreciate Rob Doss for joining us yeah. on the show. Sean Salisbury is going to hop on at 1225. We'll talk NFL with him, preview Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Eagles. Lots of big ones on the slate this weekend. We'll get into those with Sean at 1225. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn FM, ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, where the legacy of sports is flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers. Say play 92.9 ESPN, powered by DuckDuckGo. Memphis, the SEC. Hooker. 
Out of the shotgun. Option play. Gives it Sampson to the 10, to the 5, to the checkerboards. He dives for the pylon. SEC Saturday on 92.9 with 92.9's John Martin on BetQL.com and on the BetQL app with a live chat during the Tennessee-Bama game. We'll have live coverage of Tennessee-Alabama starting at 12.30 with the pregame on 92.9 FM. Kickoff live on 92.9 FM and 6.80 AM. The Tennessee Volunteers in the Alabama Crimson Tide at 2.30 Saturday on 92.9 FM ESPN. This is the place. All fall, y'all. Memphis's sports station, 92.9 FM ESPN. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.